campers and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We are your spooky hosts with the most, Lewis Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, you gleaming gazelles? Gazelles and gals. <laughs> We're here for the Valentine's Day special, the Valentine's Day special, uh, Crimes of Passion. Happy Valentine's so, Day, almost. <laughs> yeah, it's almost Valentine's Day. Uh, we've been really liking doing these like holiday-specific episodes. Like I, I Actually, a lot of viewers seem to really like our Christmas episodes, uh, the two-parters, so I thought it would be fun if we could do this and maybe more things in um, the future based on holidays and stuff. So before we get into Valentine's Day and what we're going to talk about today, uh, if you campers missed last week's episode or listened to last week's episode, you may have missed that on youtube we put out our full ghost hunt uh erica did an amazing job first off it's super cool the whole ghost hunt is about like 20 minutes long almost uh very fantastic we kept like erica would edit something and then send it to me and then we'd be like wait we have to put this in here or whatever else uh we got a very strange audio it was wild yeah, it's pretty wild. So you'll have to go there to listen to it um, of what we think is a ghost. It's one of those things that can't be explained by anything else other than it's clearly a ghost. Yeah. And yeah, is there anything you want to say about the video that people should check out or anything that you really liked about it? Or um, It was just so much fun to actually go there and actually do our like first ever ghost hunt. I think that like now that we kind of have one under our belt, we kind of know what we can do uh, to get my- maybe like more content and, uh, you know, record more areas. And, um, you know, overall, it was just such a great experience. And I can't wait to do another one. <laughs> Yeah, no, the space was really cool. Uh, obviously, we we had a great time doing it. We talked about it a little bit on the previous episode. But uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you check out the Mansfield Reformatory Ghost Hunt over on our YouTube channel. That's just Camp Cryptid Podcast. And uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff that happens. Lots of cool clips. You can kind of see the readers going off. So the stuff that we talked about, we included in the video. So if, if you missed the visuals aspect from last week's episode, then definitely check that out as well. So when we talked about doing a Valentine's Day episode, uh, the first thing that came to our head was Crimes of Passion, because of course, why not? That seems like the right thing to do this time of year. Uh, But while we started doing research for this, a lot of it was just really, really gory, sad, kind of what you see on your, you know, like SVU on the Oxygen Network, like just brutal crimes. (laughs) Yeah, it snapped. It's very much that. Um, And a lot of it seems to be for cheating or for money or whatever else and i just don't think that's like the direction we want to go on here today um i'm more interested in kind of what erica has dug up yes oh so what do we know about valentine's day right um so that's kind of what i wanted to get into with valentine's day because a lot of people when they think about valentine's day they just think oh hearts and roses and cupid and stuff but a lot of people don't really think about how valentine's day came to be yeah, uh, for me, it's it's like the one holiday that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> uh, I know I'm like such a, a, a crappy, cranky person. I'm in a relationship and I'm like, oh, God, Valentine's Day. I don't even want to see it. What I want to do, though, I'll tell you real quick, is that every year on Valentine's Day, White Castle does a fancy dinner where they set up like a photo booth and they have a waiter that comes to your table and they serve you White Castle and it's super fancy. Uh, that shit is funny to me. Like, that's my ideal Valentine's Day is doing something stupid. I don't want your shitty box of chocolate where nothing tastes good. I don't want your fake niceness for one single day. 
I'm just tired of it. But maybe I don't you want different. your commercial holiday is what she said. <laughs> no, I don't want it. How, how do you feel about Valentine's Day? I mean, I feel about the same way. Uh, you know, honestly, pr- prior to this, I really never uh, dived like into the, you know, the the behind the scenes formation of Valentine's Day. So I was kind of just like, oh, man, it's just another day where I have to go spend money like show me you love me on a Wednesday, damn it. You know, like that's kind mm-hmm. of the way I always felt about it. So um, I'm along the same lines as you. I kind of felt like blah about it. Like, eh. yeah, I guess when you're in school too, it's like you get Valentine's from your friends. And a piece I mean, of that's candy. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. cute. I like little Valentine's and I think like I'm, I'm obviously like a girly girl too. So I love all the cute pink and the red stuff. Like, yes, yeah. I'll take all the candy when it's on sale. You yes. know, the day after I'm living for that. It's like it's like a Halloween or an Easter for me in that way. Precisely. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I, I also haven't looked into like the legends and lores of that. So I would love to hear a little bit about that. So uh, there are many legends and stories on how Valentine's Day came to be. Uh, but many stories say it's heavily in- influenced by St. Valentine, a priest for Rome and Emperor, Emperor Claudius II. Uh, according to the story, the emperor thought that men made better soldiers when they didn't have the distraction of love or marriage. So uh, he outlawed it. He basically said, no, nah, no, nah, you're not going to get married. You're just going to be a soldier. We don't want any distractions. <laughs> so St. Valentine took it upon himself not uh, to give up on love. So he performed marriages in private uh, for the young and married soldiers. Oh, that's actually really cute. I know. So it's like you start to get a little bit more appreciation. You're like, oh, okay, this badass priest just like, you know, out there, you know, fighting for love. Um, But the problem is, is that when the emperor found out that St. Valentine defied his orders, he had St. Valentine clubbed and beheaded. Uh, sources also say that while the Saint, uh, Saint Valentine was imprisoned for his crimes against the emperor, that he fell in love with one of the jailer's daughters and he signed his final notes to her from your Valentine. So that's where a lot of people get the whole your Valentine thing and then Valentine's day. That sounds really cute actually. Uh, yeah, it's like this guy just wanted fighting for love and then the emperor's like, nah, and then he just clubs and beheads him, which is like, come on, man. Uh, again, like I know I sounded like a crappy, like cranky person earlier, but like the way that my life revolves is is entirely around love in any aspect, right? Your family, your relationships, your partners, everything is so revolved around love. And I'm a sappy bitch. Like I watch rom-coms all the time. I cry at literally everything. Like that's just totally me. But like, is there a movie that's based on this? Because this sounds romantic as shit. It makes I know. If Dracula. there's not, then if there's anyone listening who has the ability to make a damn awesome movie, maybe do like Ridley Scott. I'm telling you, make that shit badass. That could be so sick. It, it gives me like Dracula, like love you forever kind of vibes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's very romantic. It's very like this guy just wanted to see people happy and in love. And he's like, nah, man, mm-hmm. I'm fighting well, I can't for even it. imagine. Yeah. Like, first off, I get it. Like, I don't get it. Like, distractions, understandable that you're crazy enough to think that that's why people aren't doing well. But like. Imagine yeah. living a life without love and all you have to do is fight and do nothing else. That's so sad. Well, then it's like you tell people they can't do it and then they're going to go like, hello, they're obviously going to go do it. <laughs> can't stop love, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the problem is it's hard to pinpoint if that is the original Valentine since there are three different men that the Catholic Church recognized at that time as St. Valentine. And obviously we're talking about like 229 AD. We're not talking like they have AncestryDNA.com, you know <laughs> talking like i you know it's probably not that good um 
But yeah, that's where a lot of the legends say that uh, Valentine's Day came. Uh, and, and honestly, it's uh, basically in 496 after that had happened, Pope uh, Galasius attempted to make pagan holiday of Lupercalia more Christian by officially calling it the first feast day of St. Valentine. Um, and in present day, a lot of people still go to the uh, tomb of St. Valentine to basically go with their lovers and profess their love and show them like, thanks so much for being an all-star, honey. You know, like, yeah. So pretty cool. Hell yeah. That's a really cute thing. Yeah. I guess it's also like, you know, we have all these like cities built on love. Like the first thing you think of when you think of like a romantic city is probably like what? Paris. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. And you think of all those people who do like their little locks on bridges and, and things like that. Yes. So I could see them trying to make it more geared to something like that. Yeah. But man, everything comes back from a pagan holiday, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. Everything. And that's the crazy thing about it. So I, I mentioned Lupercalia. I think it's Lupercalia or Lupercalia. Um, if anybody knows the correct, you know, just roast me in the comments. Um, <laughs> but uh, many other Roman traditions, uh, like the fe that festival, Lupercalia, have also been a heavy influence on the, recogni uh, the recognition of Valentine's Day. Uh, Lupercalia was celebrated from February 13th to 15th in, in ancient Rome and was a more pagan festival in which men sacrifice animals, like goats and dogs. They then dipped animal hides in blood and then whipped women with those animal hides in hopes that it would make them more fertile. <laughs> Yeah, women what would just line up and be like, yeah, give me them babies, you know, so pretty who, interesting. <laughs> who convinced them that that was the way? You know, like, I, I know just want to know, yet, like, like, who said, oh, my God, if we dip these these hides in blood and whip the women with them, it's definitely going to make them more fertile. Absolutely. So bizarre. You know. We're talking about some <laughs> primitive times for humans. <laughs> no, clearly, clearly. Primitive times call for primitive measures, I suppose, in that aspect. Um, but yeah. So I'm sure uh, with, you know, these pagan festivals going on with all of these like fer fertility rituals uh, and then the acts of St. Valentine, that's kind of how everything came into fruition, uh, which is why we have, you know, present day St. Valentine's Day. Um, it came, it became more commercialized in the 1900s. Uh, here in the United States, but uh, you know, we can thank Hallmark and things like that for that. <laughs> As we said earlier to the intro of this episode, a lot of the stories we found were very dark. They were just not fitting entirely for how we wanted to format this. Uh, but we did find a story that is, while it's dark, it's one I think that we should talk about, uh, which is the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in Chicago. Yes. So this is actually one of my, um, I always uh, learned about this because I took a class on Chicago in, in, in college, which is so crazy, <laughs> taking a class on Chicago history, but it was so sick. Um, but so take your mind back to 1929 Prohibition era uh, in Chicago. Uh, this is when gangs ruled the streets of Chicago. We're talking underground bars, weapons fronts, gambling, and brothels, ruling the nightlife of the, the Windy City. Uh, mob leaders Al Scarface Capone and George Bugs Moran were lifetime enemies and ruled opposing gangs there in Chicago. So they were constantly fighting for territory and more uh, power there in that city. 
Tensions came to a high when several men dressed as police officers pulled up to the scene of Bugs Moran's North Chicago garage. They burst in where Moran's crew was involved in illegal operations. I think they were bootlegging alcohol and just trying to bottle up and get it out of there and sell it. The crew of Bugs Moran was rounded up by these police officers and gunned down in front of the garage walls. 70 rounds of ammunition was found at the scene of the crime. While police never found proof that Al Capone was actually uh, who committed the crimes, it was widely speculated that he was the one that was ruthless enough to do it to get the rule of Chicago. So the rule was a short-lasted uh, for Capone because after the incident, it basically gave him a lot of publicity and a lot of people already thought that he did it, so they kind of did not like him. Uh, so he was found uh, for tax evasion and ended up at Alcatraz and then later Eastern State Penitentiary. Which, we saw his cell. Yes, we did. And that's why I thought this was really cool because um, not only do I, you know, we both talk about like Chicago. We both visited it together. It's an amazing city. Um, we have had the pleasure of visiting Eastern State Penitentiary and seeing his cell together. So I thought that was a great story for Valentine's Day. Um, plus, it has a little bit of a haunted history, which I really love about this, too. Um, yeah. So the wall of the the garage where all of the men were shot is currently on exhibit in the Mom Museum in Las Vegas. Many believe that the wall gives off uh, negative presence and negative energy, and you can feel it right when you walk into the room. And they also believe that if you touch it, it gives you bad luck. Mm. Um, as far as the actual location where the massacre happened uh, in, on Clark Street in Chicago, uh, a lot of people say it's still haunted. Uh, stories say that uh, one of Bugs Moran's crew had a dog present when they were shot and lined up and executed, um, and that people, when they got to the scene, the dog was still howling. So many people say that if you bring a dog to the scene or dogs around the scene, they get very jittery and um, they're almost uneasy because they can sense the trauma that had happened there in the past. So it's still supposedly a very haunted location in Chicago. Wow. I did not know. That. I've heard of this massacre itself, but I didn't know all that. Um, I feel like Al Capone gets talked about so much, right? Oh, like absolutely. You hear about him in so many different aspects, and I do think that's super interesting, especially because we were um, at his cell, which is, yeah. if you haven't been to Eastern State Penitentiary, his cell is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they have it like on full display of like what it was supposed to be like, but it's just really ridiculous is the best the best way to put it it's gaudy i think if we can find some pictures because i think i took pictures of his cell when we went but yeah. we'll have to post them on our subreddit but i mean you imagine all of the cells if you watched our mansfield um reformatory video you'll see the cells there and they're pretty like dingy it's nothing you know to write home about no. same thing at eastern state penitentiary but then you go to al capone's cell and this guy's got like a lazy boy recliner like 4k ultra tv no i'm just kidding but you know what i mean yeah, it's like it, it's yeah yeah it's he was living difference. like you could probably even google pictures if you have never seen his cell at eastern state penitentiary but it's yeah it's definitely if you're ever in philly it's definitely worth a shot to to go over there and check that prison out and hopefully one day we get to go back at night and do our own little ghost hunt there yeah i would love to go back to philly I know Philly is such a fun I, that that was the first time I'd ever actually been to Philly is when we went together and I was like this I literally was I am in love with that city it's such a fun Midwest city um well I guess you could say East Coast too I, I feel like everything's the Midwest <laughs> yeah we, we also put it on uh we also went to the Mutter Museum which was really yes cool. oh my gosh I know that you can't take photos at the Mutter Museum it's really like specific so I don't know if we would ever be able to do something cool there but they have lots of um exhibitions there so like actual skulls a lot of everything is donated to the museum so there's lots of just 
deformities and like really interesting shapes on bodies. They have like a mer child there. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. like a, a human, basically a human with a, a tail that's like probably yeah. in early stages of life. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just very interesting. It's very very interesting, and I loved going. It was so oh, cool. it's so educational, and it's a little sad, you know, because the whole thing is like death essentially. So you're yes. surrounded by death all day, but it's very like you learn so much while you're there there's stuff that you probably wouldn't see anywhere else there's the soap lady was like that one thing that was really crazy oh, I don't know if you remember that yeah yeah, yeah 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 so there's a lot of just really unique stuff there so if you're ever in philly uh you can kind of do your trip there go to eastern state do all your spooky stuff and it's pretty it's pretty much worth it i think yeah we'll definitely have to do a tour there because that was oh, the tour was cool during the day but i'm telling you i'd love to go there during night oh mm-hmm. and when we went it was narrated by Steve Buscemi, which is my husband. So that was really <laughs> so nice. So win-win. <laughs> yes. Overall win-win. We're getting to the portion of this episode where we're going to talk about our favorite Valentine's Day horror flicks. Uh, some of these are kind of just like very Valentine's Day specific. Some of these are just things that are kind of on the spectrum of love and horror. Um, for me, I put a couple things on here. The first one I want to talk about is one that is not a good movie at all. <laughs> it is called Valentine's Day just valentine that's it and it's a 2001 uh slasher film that has uh david boreanis the guy that plays angel from buffy i literally just watched that this week i'm trash oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen- oh, wait buffy or valentine did you watch the valentine I'm oh so yes trash. i love it okay so for anybody yeah. who doesn't know erica and i work with this photographer her name is izzy she shot those um christmas photos we posted on our page uh, it was themed on Black Christmas. She loves horror. This movie is, she's the only other person I've ever met who has seen this movie until now. You've seen it. And it's just, it's it's very dumb. Um, I think Catherine Heigl's in it too. Like there's yes, just a bunch yes. of, yeah, Mar- <laughs> yeah it's, it's really dumb. But basically there is like a high school or junior high dance um, and this like nerdy student asks girls to dance and they kind of turn her down and it turns into like this very uh, shitty situation for this nerdy kid, of course. But um, I believe the the guy, Jeremy, was expelled and transferred because he was Shel- like making. Yeah, he was making out with one of the girls because she was like didn't get asked to like dance with anybody. So he just went up to her and was like, hey, let's dance. And then yeah. they started making out afterwards. And then people were like, oh, you making out with her? And she's like, no, he attacked me. Yeah, and so he uh, basically went to, like, juvie um, and I believe a mental institution, if if I'm saying that correctly, uh, because they they were saying that he did unwanted, like, sexual advances towards her. So years later, I believe it's, like, 13 years later, uh, some killings start to happen, and it's all based on Valentine's Day. So, you know, a Valentine's Day card shows up, and... Everybody gets picked off one by one. It's very, you know, like screamish where it's like the yes. group of friends is having this thing happen. And I want to say, a- too, his ca- his cards are like master craftsmanship for a, a Valentine's Day card. I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I don't I don't want to say she deserved it. You know what I mean? But like I kind of get this story a little bit more than some other like traditional horror plots. Like I killed for a dumb reason. Like, yeah, obviously we could take it back to, you know, Billy Loomis, where a killer with no motive is way scarier. Could be totally scary. But, like, this is a really fucked up plot, in my opinion. Um, this movie is not rated well anywhere. And I don't know <laughs> if you could even find it. I, like, I don't even know. Where, where did you watch it? 
Oh God, I think, but I don't think it was Shutter. I think it might have been uh, Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah, because I don't think yeah. it exists really anywhere else. I literally just watched it. I feel like five days ago. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. that it's, long ago. It's it's such a weird one, but it's like good at the same time. Like it's a yeah. classic. For yeah, me it's cheesy. I, I it's a it cheesy that. classic. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. I also love. I don't know if you've seen the Love Witch. I haven't. Is, I saw that on the list, and I was like, good, "Oh, also. tell me about it." Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. So, awesome. So let me pull it up so I can. I can it sounds like it should be so good, like the Love Witch. Like, ah. Uh, well, the thing me. is, okay. <laughs> so the Love Witch is was filmed, I believe, in twenty yeah twenty sixteen. So um, it follows Elaine. She's a young witch, and she's determined to find a man to like fall in love with. Her whole thing is like she loves romance. She loves um just men she loves like being in love with somebody but yeah. anytime something goes wrong she just kills them and yeah. so um you know she moves to a new city but the way that this is filmed i believe it's all very like um 1960s 1970s like technicolor so the way that oh it's i love that it's stunning like her outfits are stunning she wears actually some of those um gunny sack dresses that i wear like those <gasps> yeah like, yeah yeah so she wears stuff like that and it's like traditional witchy stuff like the movie itself, like, the plot is not very strong for me. It's, like, a cult classic, in my opinion. Yeah. But the way it's filmed is probably one of the most beautiful things I've seen. The way that they go about, like, witchy things is probably, like, the most accurate thing I've seen. And her character is very lovable. Like, again, I feel like it's very cult classic. Um, it's good in that aspect, but it's not, like, the strongest film, and it's a little <laughs> bit dumb. Um there's just things that are really unique and, and it gets like to the gross point of like, you know, the witches where they're they'll bury their tampons in the yard. Like that's. A oh, very, yeah. 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 So you get like that aspect of it. But yes. yeah, that's definitely I think it's still on Amazon. It's like a cheesy thing. It's not the strongest movie. I know we're starting off with like the worst ones right now. There's better ones, I promise. <laughs> but visually, one of the best movies I've ever seen. I love Looks that. So good. Yeah. I'll add it to my um, list. I'll add it to my list. Yes. Uh, another so bad it's good movie is my bloody valentine absolutely yes yep yep that actually i think the ending's kind of good like i'm pretty happy with that one uh that's with the miners yep yep yep. yeah yeah yeah. and uh the one guy from isn't he from supernatural jared padalecki is that who's in that or is it jensen ackles who is it jensen that's his name right is that him yes jensen okay. i was like ah. yes he's in it um so that's a good one it's about the the mining town and uh i remember that came out in like 3d and it was a whole thing oh so. my gosh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um warm so bodies warm. i've never seen <gasps> you never seen warm bodies no and you know what i i feel like i told it's myself good. i should watch it and i haven't yet and i need to okay this one's actually good so um i have a bias for nicholas holt he's the guy who was in skins and now he's um he was i think is it the beast guy whatever the beast man is in x-men the blue one he's just beast. yeah is that his yeah name? okay yeah so he was that in the new <laughs> x-men movies uh he was also in uh the great like that historical not historical piece on on hulu so yeah. i like him a lot this movie is basically about um a zombie or a bunch of zombies who um kind of can control their own thoughts and feelings like he's the narrator for this whole thing and um he goes every day he's like i'm bored of this routine i'm the zombie like they can kind of talk they talk a little slow but there's also these very like i can't remember if they're called like ghoulies or creatures there's these big scarier versions where like 
after a zombie just kind of gives up and like doesn't do anything else they turn to these giant crazy fucking monsters so they're like kind of terrified of that but they will continue to be zombies and hunting for food because they don't want to deal with like those even bigger gross monsters right uh basically he goes and he um kills a guy but then falls in love with his girlfriend and can't tell her that he killed her boyfriend because it's now this like weird thing so as they start kind of like um i believe she goes to like where all the zombies are to like go to kill them and then like he saves her because he's like hey you're gonna die if you don't like come with me in a weird zombie way and they start to like (laughs) form like a small relationship like a little friendship but then it becomes romantic and then she's like i'm literally in love with a zombie and um as more things happen throughout the film, it, he becomes more and more human-like. So he starts oh, to, like... love that. Yeah, so, like, is it possible for zombies to be cured? And it's, like, a very, like, cheesy thing. You don't know his name the whole time. His name is R. Her name is Julie. It's very, like, Romeo and Juliet. Like, two yeah, star-crossed uh. lovers. Yeah, and it's, like, it's cheesy. Nerdy um, it in the best way. They have a... Um, I think his name is, like, Rob something. It's uh, Rob... He's a bald guy. He's in, like, every movie, and he's really funny. So he's in that, too. So it's, like, a comedic horror romance kind of thing um that one's really good i highly suggest that if you wanted something that's a little different for Valentine's yeah see maybe Day. i need to watch that because i i know like i've i've heard of it and i've seen the trailer and i'm like i just have never sat down and watched it so maybe no, that one's really cute valentine's yeah. day that's maybe what i need to watch <laughs> i've talked a lot though so picks up what else have you been watching or what you, you know i think when it comes to like valentine's day i think sometimes for me too i love the idea of like horror movies that are like romantic so like maybe a romantic horror genre and i say for that like does something like natural born killers count since they're technically like murderers but they're in love you know i've never seen that oh gosh well i love juliette lewis um so seeing her in that like i'm just like oh queen um but yeah it's it's just yeah it's like yeah it is it's wild um yeah but also like shawn of the dead Yes, we love Sean. You know, where it's like, you know, a love story. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Wolf, but that was a movie with um, Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer back in the day. And it's so corny. And I'm so embarrassed that I actually really like this movie growing up. But basically, he gets bit by a a wolf and becomes a werewolf. And she kind of like falls in love with it. I know it's so fucking corny. And I, all I, these I monster know. fuckers. I know. Everything is just about monster fuckers. That's it. Basically. I mean, think about it. Like, like creature from or like even like Kong, he's in love with the girl. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Always. Um, Always one I did watch recently on Shudder was called Cottage Country. And that was basically where uh, this guy and his fiance go out to their family's like lake home. And uh, his, like, douchebag brother shows up and is like, oh, I'm going to have people over, blah, blah, blah. And he hates them. And so they start getting a fight. And his brother's, like, kind of a bully to him. And they start fighting. And then he accidentally, like, takes an axe to his brother. <laughs> and then it all just escalates from there. But I actually uh, I actually really enjoyed that one. Uh, but also, like, Bride of Chucky, you know? Horror romance, you know? Yeah. Tiffany and Chucky, you know, got their thing. They do. They're they're Tiffany's iconic. Okay, absolutely. Very, yeah, that, that franchise was Queen. on downhill. Like slope was bad, and then she showed up oh. and she saved the day. That's it. I, I love that. Oh God, it's so good though. It's so good though. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I do like a good like romantic horror though. I yeah. Think that's like a 
a genre that's not always touched on. We said I said Bram Stoker's Dracula earlier, where it's like a beautiful romantic yes. horror tale. Ugh. You know what I mean? And I wish there was more pieces like that. Um, yes, they were dramatic and just so like yes, romantic. That's what I want. Um, if you're thinking back, to, like back in that time, uh, another movie that came out was uh, Mary Riley, and that had John Malkovich and Julia Roberts in it, and she placed it basically. Uh, plays like almost like I want to say like a housekeeper to uh, Dr. Jekyll of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Uh, and she kind of watches his transformation and there's like a weird like kind of like a love thing going on Um, but I really did enjoy that one but it's not as like you know dramatic as Bram Stoker's Dracula or anything but that one's enjoyable if you want to just you know a a period piece that's like yeah I guess like in aspects Underworld is a little romantic right because they have things Or yeah. uh, ready or not, well, like especially uh, Rise of the Lichens. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. some romance in there. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'm all for. So if you guys know of any other like romantic horrors, I feel like that's a genre that's not touched up on much. Let us. There know. There needs to be more, to be honest, because that yeah. shit's good. <laughs> I think that's everything we had down for horror films today. Obviously, we try to watch as much as we can. But if you have a suggestion for a horror film that is slightly romantic, maybe there's an element of romance. Maybe it's a comedic horror. Maybe there's, you know, any element of romance that we might have missed. uh, Definitely let us know. You can check us out on various social media. We're over on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. We have our own Reddit. So if you want to come check us out, we're Cancrypted Podcast over on there. And you can let us know about any other spooky horror stories on there. Yes, we love it. Yeah, let us know if we missed anything for sure. Um, And in the meantime, next week we're going to be coming with some awesome campfire tales. So if you have any stories that have happened to you that are weird, paranormal things, you saw a ghost, you may have seen Mothman, um, please let us know. Go to campcryptedpodcast.com and submit your story to us and uh, maybe we'll feature you on here. While you're on campcryptedpodcast.com, there's all the different ways to listen. We've included our link to YouTube as well if you want to check out the Mansfield Reformatory ghost hunting video. Uh, But we're on Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Uh, We're also on Spotify. You can leave reviews on there if you'd like to let people know how much you love Camp Cryptid. And until next time, we're Camp Counselor signing off.